Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. Coming up on Taking Stock, we'll take stock of the Republican National Convention taking place in Cleveland, Ohio. We'll be speaking with Justin Sink, government reporter for Bloomberg News, the latest on Donald Trump and the Republican Convention. Right now, let's get the latest from Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom. And I thank you very much, Pim Fox. We've got uh, just under 30 minutes to go ahead of the close on this Tuesday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is higher. It is up now by 7 points to 18,540. That is a gain of less than 0.1%. So the Dow on track for another record if we do have a positive close. The S&P down 5 now, 2161, taking a breather down 3 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ slumping 22 points, a drop there of five-tenths of one percent. So the S&P slipping from a record after a mix of corporate earnings reports, the recent record run for equities hitting some headwinds, Netflix tumbling 14 percent after subscriber growth disappointed. Yahoo shares are up now by six-tenths of one percent. Quarterly revenue topped analyst estimates. Yahoo recorded charges of $482 million relating to Tumblr, citing a decline in projected operating results and cash flow from the blogging service, which the company acquired for $1.1 billion back in 2013. Colin Gillis is senior technology analyst at BGC Partners. He was interviewed this morning on the Bloomberg Advantage. Right now, Tumblr is a good sign. Right, because it shows that they're cleaning up their balance sheet. The the fact that they didn't adjust the full year guidance, you know, is another you know, in, indication that perhaps you know, they, they see a process happening, you know, relatively quickly. Management tries to defend their performance, which is a little tough given that you know, it's the same quarter you are doing write downs on deals that you did. Again, Yahoo shares up six-tenths of one percent. International Monetary Fund scrapping its forecast for a pickup in global growth this year, citing Britain's vote to leave the European Union. Dow Industrials up 10, little change there. S&P down 5, a drop of 0.2 percent. NASDAQ down 22, a drop of 0.4 percent. Gold up 290 the ounce to 13.32 the ounce. 3.32 on Wall Street. Now we'll look at other news from around the world. Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Jill Schneider. This news update is brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. House Speaker Paul Ryan told a group of Texas delegates today that they are either with Donald Trump or against him. It is either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. If you're not for Donald Trump, if you're not voting, if you're not showing up, you're hubbing Hillary Clinton. It is just pretty much that clear. Ryan will be among several congressional leaders taking the stage in Cleveland tonight. It looks like there's more activity from North Korea. Bloomberg's Michael Barr has more. South Korea is accusing North Korea of a reckless provocation after test-firing three ballistic missiles into the sea. Military officials in Seoul believe two of the missiles were short-range Scud-like missiles. The third might be an intermediate-range missile that could travel up to 1,300 kilometers or 800 miles. Pyongyang's latest test firing is an apparent protest of Seoul's decision to allow the deployment of an advanced U.S. missile defense system in the country. Michael Barr, Bloomberg Radio. 
The Obama administration is asking the Supreme Court for a second chance on immigration. The court's 4-4 to deadlock blocked the White House plan to shield millions of immigrants from deportation. A United Airlines jetliner bound for Boston returned to the gate this morning at Newark Airport after reports of smoke coming from an engine just before takeoff. The Boeing 737 was removed from service and United substituted another plane for the flight. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Jill Schneider. This is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping, S&P 500 index moving lower down five points, a drop there of 0.2%. We're brought to you by National Realty, providers of 100% satisfaction, guaranteed New York City Realty Investments. See them at nria.net. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Feuds and unforced errors at the Republican National Convention. Joining us now, Justin Sink, government reporter, Bloomberg News, joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, site of the Republican Convention. Uh, Justin, let's begin with uh, Donald Trump's campaign to, in a sense, control the damage or the blame game that has intensified over who was responsible for the perhaps plagiarism flap surrounding Melania Trump's primetime speech last night. Yeah, we've heard the campaign sort of immediately uh, take aim at, at two parties. First, Hillary Clinton. They're saying that this is emblematic of uh, her typical line of attack. And, and the second is the media um, blaming them for over-exaggerating uh, what the Trump campaign insists is not actual uh, plagiarism. The problem with the first charge is that the Clinton campaign didn't really have anything to do with the the organic kind of growth and focus on uh, what seemed to be very similar passages between Donald Trump's speech and, and Michelle Obama's speech, and or excuse me, Donald Trump's wife's speech and, and Michelle Obama's speech back in 2008. But uh, you know, this has quickly become, I think, the dominant theme and topic and question among all the delegates, all the all the party leaders here in in Cleveland, and something that we're just hearing a lot about, and and has really overshadowed everything else. Is there any way to understand what the future is for the campaign manager, Paul Manafort, in this instance? Well, we saw Manafort out this morning uh, doing interviews. That's an indication that the Trump campaign is now is, is sticking with him, although um, there are certainly some suggestions that, that this is emblematic of, of problems within, in, within the campaign and competency questions. There have been a lot of uh, a lot of internal discord among the Trump campaign. And so uh, you never really know with with Donald Trump and and what he'll decide to do, depending on uh, how long this sort of controversy plays on. Tell us more about the anti-Trump forces that disrupted proceedings yesterday over convention rules. And I believe the Colorado delegation actually walked off the floor. Yeah, we saw some real anger among delegates who are here, but in opposition to Donald Trump's nomination, there was a, a fight over a rules package that it would essentially smooth over sailing for, for the rest of the convention for Donald Trump and his nomination. It's passed by a voice vote when delegates uh, demanded a, a roll call vote that would have, at the very least, kind of stretched out those proceedings. It was uh, overruled by the chair, and it led to a big floor fight, people yelling at each other, cutting off the mics for about 10 minutes, and, and really sort of underscored a lot of the disunity within the Republican Party. 
there's a possibility that we see um, another version of that tonight as, as Donald Trump is expected to be nominated formally. Uh, but it's also more of a theatric thing than a procedural thing. He has the delegates to, to secure the nomination and the rules package that, w- that was passed yesterday ensures that that will happen. John Kasich, the uh, Ohio governor, he's been described as making a big mistake and embarrassing his state by skipping the convention. But that's coming from the Donald Trump campaign. Yeah, it, it, this is a really unique situation where you see the the candidate attacking the sitting governor of an important swing state, somebody who they're really going to need to help uh, if Donald Trump has a chance of winning Ohio, which is a crucial state for him. It's this kind of Rust Belt state, big swing state with a lot of electoral votes. And so that this type of disunity, that these types of arguments are going on at the convention on a really kind of embarrassing national stage is a sign that um, there's a lot that needs to be papered over and a lot of, of bridges that probably need to be built for November uh, for Donald Trump to, to be able to rely on that state infrastructure that John Kasich has built up. Well, building that infrastructure might actually cost some money. I want your thoughts on Las Vegas casino mogul Sheldon Adelson. Uh, is he going to give a major donation to Donald Trump's campaign? Has he actually come out and supported Donald Trump? It's interesting. He was asked questions about uh, why he hasn't donated today and, and remained completely silent as he was sort of peppered by questions, uh, peppered with questions by reporters. Um you know, fundraising has been a struggle for Donald Trump throughout this campaign. He hasn't designated a super PAC. His fundraising has lagged significantly behind Hillary Clinton, as has his cash on hand. And he's responded to that criticism by saying that he could self-fund his campaign, but lots of Donald Trump's assets are tied up in real estate or other non-liquid assets. There's a, a great Bloomberg story today about uh, his valuation and, and where all his money comes from. So th- there are some serious questions, I think, going forward about whether he'll have the cash that he needs to, to go up against Hillary Clinton. And uh, just finally, what's the most important thing we should look for tonight as the Republican convention uh, continues, Justin? I think we're going to hear from both um, House Speaker Paul Ryan and, and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. These are the two most establishment Republicans in some senses and and so to hear the extent to which they are actually extolling Donald Trump's virtues rather than just kind of generally talking about conservative values I think is going to be a big part and, and the second is how this uh, roll call vote uh, or state by state vote Takes may place. go for his nomination. Yeah. Justin Sink government reporter Bloomberg News joining us from Cleveland Ohio this is Bloomberg Coming up, we'll get an overview of equity markets and take a look at bonds, but also we'll look at some major earnings, Microsoft, Johnson & Johnson, and Goldman Sachs. Find out what should you do with your money. 